Anyway, Tim, you got a mustache. Yes, it looks great. <laughs> it looks great. Thanks, guys. It's thick. It is thick. I even like trimmed into it to try to thin it out a little bit, but uh, yeah. So are we keeping it, or is that the consensus? I don't know. I thought I'd bring it to the group and uh, pro. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Are we are we going like guy who owns a van now, a white van? What's his aesthetic? I I do look like a dirty cop or like an upstanding plumber. I don't know which. You kind of you look like a dirty I cop. I don't know what it looks like that. Uh, anyways, um. <laughs> you look like you look like you own a you live in your mom's basement and you own a comic book store. You, you look wait wait we gotta we gotta keep going. You look like <laughs> we gotta keep going. <laughs> you look like you sell candy at a corner of an elementary school. <laughs> you look like you're not allowed to be near an elementary school. <laughs> you look Actually, like I will Bart. say, I'm going to give you a compliment too. It is one thick mustache, so you certainly can grow one. You look like Mario's brother who got exiled off of the Mario Brother land. I look, look like, like a security guard that, like, next year's the year the police academy is going to let me in. But, like, I keep failing the psychological evaluation. <laughs> you look like a mall cop who got fired and is about to commit another mass shooting. Another. I kind of look like a school shooter that grow up. Like, yeah, I could see it, that. Yeah. That was just another mass shooting. 144 this year. So far this year. 144 in the U.S. I look like a guy that messages girls on Instagram and then gets really butthurt when they're not receptive to a 35-year-old texting an 18-year-old. You're the per <laughs> When they're like, no, thank you, and you're like, well, you're fat anyway. I like you. <laughs> I was just being nice to your fat ass. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, my God. I was JKing the whole time. You thought I was serious? Fuck you, bitch. <laughs> You want a mustache ride? <laughs> I look like a guy that has a really specific chili recipe, but no one else enjoys it. <laughs> you look like you watch figure skating live <laughs> without children there. <laughs> I look like a volunteer firefighter that thinks he's a firefighter. <laughs> that flashes his green light whenever he can. Someone <laughs> just goes like this. Like, don't worry, I'm here, it's fine. <laughs> It's okay. I'm a limo driver. <laughs> I look like a guy that has like three tools for carpentry, but doesn't know how to use them and always claims he can build like intricate tables. <laughs> you look like the guy who sits at open mic, but like in the back, always just like watching people and like booing and judging them. <laughs> you look like you go to amateur strip shows, but you sit at the front of the audience in Perv Row. <laughs> I look like the kind of guy like that's approached a 14-year-old at Foot Locker. You <laughs> uh, look like he tried out for Queen and didn't make it. <laughs> Are you saying I look like fat Freddie Mercury? <laughs> like <laughs> Freddie Mercury without the AIDS. <laughs> that's a better one. You look like Freddie Mercury without the AIDS. Without the AIDS. <laughs> that's the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. <laughs> Uh, you look like you own a tattoo gun but you don't have a license <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
What do you mean that's a swastika? No, I was doing a windmill. God! <laughs> that is a windmill. <laughs> you look like Live, a white walk, laugh, life, sir. <laughs> the four L's. <laughs> uh, so pro-choice, I guess we could do a little segment here uh, leading into that's the true. episode. It's its own show. I'm just trying to build it by keeping it going. <laughs> pro-choice. <laughs> Totally sounds yeah. like we're talking about abortion. <laughs> um, exactly. So, as you know, somebody that's working on their health and going to the gym, dieting, uh, you know, getting their life in order, is a mustache contributing to those goals? Tim, I'm going to say it's funny how you're making all of these positive choices and you have a disposition to self-sabotage. I'm wondering if as you physically get more confident... You're sabotaging yourself by that that wicked stash. <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard not to touch children with this mustache. How do you mute this? You look like Brett wouldn't allow Mo to hang out with you. <laughs> uh, yeah. This mustache did not come with a red dot, but yeah, I, I hear you. I think that I am a little bit self-destructive. Um, <laughs> I don't know how to react to positivity, and this is something that I'm learning about myself. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Yeah, I'm gonna it cut looks that like an out. 80 mug. <laughs> <laughs> coming up with some. <laughs> I'm sorry, I that was the last one. Yeah. Well, I drew a card for you to see if Tim should keep the mustache. <laughs> I was the worried about your cards. No. They're always so dark. I drew a card. It says that you should um, not keep it. You'll get cancer and die. Lip cancer. You got the Eight of Swords, which is a no. Don't keep the mustache. Okay. I think somebody's just saying that. <laughs> I pulled an eight of diamonds, and look, that means no mustache. <laughs> I pulled the ace of hearts, and it said no. I've tried to find a girl with a beard. I tried, well, no, not her having a beard. I mean, well, I had a beard. You're looking for a beard? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> you're looking for a beard. I know I've, some people. I mean, I can hook you up. I've been clean shaven. I think we got to try mustache him for a while and just see how that works out in the real world. Fuck that! You well, should get for a week at work. It would be so funny. Yeah. You're gonna fit in Wellington real well. <laughs> I've got uh, like corporate coming in on the days, uh, the Wednesday, Thursday, because we're running a trial, and that would be like as I'm starting to like have a positive uh, feedback at work, come in and mustache just to troll people. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to love him. He's totally approachable, and now you're just... Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's pretty Get customary to show some pictures of your kids when you're meeting people, right? <laughs> I think we should come back to the mustache conversation at the end of this call, because it, it might grow on us. Yeah. Uh, before we leave it, I just... One more question is that uh, if you saw me at Build-A-Bear and there wasn't clearly kids with me, would you call security <laughs> or the cops? <laughs> Even if there were kids with you, Tim, I would call them. 
<laughs> if I got pulled over for a speeding ticket with kids in the car, they would definitely take me outside of the car to ask the kids questions. That happened to my mom once. <laughs> really? Yeah, I was crying in the car, and so the cop like pulled her over, and she was like going from Ontario to Alberta, and he like, "Is this your mom?" And I was like, "No," oh, but I was all like sad about whatever. <laughs> Imagine you were like, "No, help me!" Like, <laughs> yeah, I hate this lady. Oh, that's so funny. Mm. Welcome to Bearded and Bored. Uh, this episode is just the tip. We're going to be talking about tipping etiquette, morals, uh, just different kind of things around tipping because uh, it seems like tipping culture is either changing or people are starting to get fed up with it. Uh, but this week I am joined by Zach. Hello. Uh, myself, Tim. Hola. And Mo. Hey, hey. And Smaya. Hola, Tim. <laughs> Hola, Tim. Como ustedes? <laughs> Como es bien? <laughs> you do kind of look Mexican, actually. Yeah, you look like a Mexican who hasn't tanned. I would yeah. go with Hispanic. <laughs> oh, yeah, that too. Is Mexican... I that's not offensive <laughs> i think it's pejorative because like all of south america has the same lineage i don't know i don't think you can just say You're mexican not... you look mexican maybe she maybe she meant mexican <laughs> you could say mexican <laughs> so sleepy so tired <laughs> no more i don't think you can do that <laughs> no <laughs> no 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 superman no here yeah mr superman no here Okay. So uh, tipping. Tipping. Yeah, you jump in. Someone take over for me. I don't know what I'm doing. So well, I... I. Oh, go ahead, Zach. Well, I was gonna say just because it's it's happening soon. I, as you guys know, I am moving across the country. It's like 3,800 kilometers long. I don't know what that is in miles for our U.S. listeners. Um, but it's, I'll believe it's it when haul. it happens. Yeah, me too. Um, but I called like so i got a moving company and they're gonna come and like load my stuff up and when i was talking to the person doing the intake um i said like you know typically what's customary to tip and she acted like it was not happening um that is really distracting because you look way worse <laughs> when you do that with your mustache i can make it look like also, an m why did you ask her what you don't tip all it's all there's some things you just don't tip on i'm surprised you asked to tip for them i would never think to tip a moving company i thought well the reason i asked is because when i used the moving company to come out here it seemed kind of like an expectation so i think i gave like each mover 40 bucks or whatever um but when i asked her she was very like shocked but my thought was it would make sense to tip them because that's just a job that i'm not interested in doing I have, I have, I have some feedback for you on that. I have a question about that as well. Okay, so my feedback is that when you tip, you tip, you don't tip the company, you tip the individual. That's the customary point of tipping. So when you bring it up to the movers, the moving company, they're gonna be like, "What are you talking about? It's an all-in fee," because they can't take your tip. They can't. They don't have a mechanism to distribute, redistribute it. So generally. For things like movers or taxis or whatever, like guys that open the door for you at a hotel or take your luggage up, you're not going to go to the front desk and be like, hey, 
what's the customary tipping here? What should I tip? And they're gonna be like, I don't know, whatever. You don't have to tip. We don't we don't accept tips. But if you give it to the guy, he'd be like, oh, great, thank you. That's the kind of the custom of tipping, kind of like the same thing with movers. You can just tip the movers themselves. Here's 40 bucks, here's 50 bucks, here's 20 bucks, whatever. So that's but if it's common, why why would we both pretend that it doesn't happen? Like, if but it's a common thing for people to do, why act common? like it's not? Who said it was common to tip movers? I've never heard that. I always thought that it was. Like, you're kind of, like, giving them a little incentive to not, like, ding your stuff or... Maybe they're doing a little bit of extras for you and carrying or dismantling pieces. Like it feels like that's like a a sideways like hey, like we're helping each other out here. Like, and right? I don't think it, it's not like I'm tipping at a like I'm not contributing to the tipping culture that is hospitality, which I think we should go on a rant on later. But because it's a job that is very physical, it's not something these people are going to be able to do for the rest of their lives, typically. There's more prone to injury. So to me, I mean, the company's probably giving them a great wage anyway, but I like to just show my appreciation for their physical support. That's interesting because like all of... Oh, sorry, go ahead. All, all the things that you listed are like what my massage therapist does. It's physical, not a long life in that industry and stuff. Would I tip my massage therapist? I mean, I tip my So, Oh, I haven't been. I kind of feel weird about that now. You should. And that's the feeling. That's how I felt after the first move. And that's why I was like, hey, like, what's customary? What do people usually do? And then she was just like, what is a tip? And I'm like, that's dumb. Like, you should. I mean, common sense. Like, people probably tipped them before. Just give me an answer. Yeah. I think I get your point, though, Mo. I think you're giving that person too much clout to understand because she's the owner. <laughs> oh, that was the owner of the company. Yeah. Oh, yeah that person's an idiot. Mm. <laughs> I like, yeah, I mean, whatever you want, tipping is always appreciated. Our guys work hard. Like that's what I would have said. Not like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> well, they that's... don't get it directly. The owner's not getting it. So obviously he's like, no, why are you tipping? Yeah, it's not going into my pocket. Don't uh, yeah, cost yourself anything extra. The tipping is like it's gone to a point where it's like it becomes like just like you said that uncomfortable feeling. Like it shouldn't be. It's like um, it's like a nicety, like a like a like a, a bonus, right? In yeah. in in that in that space, in the moving, in the uh, that kind of physical space, like you know when you go to a a massage therapist or whatever, you don't have to tip because you're already paying for the service. All that's great. It's diff- completely different in a restaurant. In a in a food uh, environment, it's completely different. Do you what? tip your Do you tip your waitress? Yes, you should. My opinion. Okay, but here's the thing: you're tipping your waitress, right? But then we were talking about how server. Like now- yeah, your server. Sorry, but now when you go to like Subway and stuff. There's an option to tip. Are you guys tipping at Subway? No, it's fast food. I do. I do. You should right. tip food. I, I don't think you should, but um, the difference between a, a, a server and a fast food worker is generally servers make less of a minimum wage. There's actually minimum wage laws in Ontario that they make less. It has the gap is closed significantly in, in our province. I'm not sure what it is in Alberta. Uh, Zach, but in in Ontario, it's it's the gaps closed significantly. But when I first started working in a restaurant as a server, I was making six forty an hour, while the minimum wage was 
920, I think it was, or something, or 10, whatever it was. Um, 1050, I think, whatever it was. Maybe it was less. Maybe it was 740. But anyways, it was always generally a big gap. Um, so the expectation was you would make more money and because the culture's there. The servers made more money um, off their tips than they did generally off their, off their wages. All right. So maybe let's take this right down to bedrock because I want to know if we are all on the same page about tipping. Um, in my mind, tipping is a bonus that I give to that person for good service or like the bare minimum of service. And that could translate over to anything. I tip my hairdresser. I don't tip fast food because they're just in the motions. It's a like it's an assembly line. Whether or not that's right, I don't know. Like once every two months for the regular Tim Hortons I go to, I'll throw like an extra buck at them. But 15 to 20% for a waitress is what I give for good service. 20 being the high end, 15 being medium, 10 if I think it's really bad. But I don't think I fundamentally understand why we don't pay these people at least minimum wage and then they're paid for the over and above effort. Um, I agree that, Zach, if I was in your position, I'm not telling you what to do, but I would tip the movers. And that would be a tip for, don't break my stuff, like take a little bit extra care. Like we're, this is like a deal between us. I, at the same time, would I tip? somebody else that like i'm expecting to do do their job like if a plumber came in do i like hey man don't bang up my counter here's an extra 20 or am i paying like a, a master at his work i don't know what do you guys so zach made a comment about that earlier because he said oh i'm tipping them because it's, it's not a job that i would want to do but like you also are not a plumber so in that in that same regard are you tipping the plumbers now, the plumbers make crazy good wages, and it's a job that they can do throughout their entire career cycle, whereas a mover, arguably, they're going to get bad packs. I mean, even if they're using the right technique, it's just a physical job you can't do your entire career, and the wage discrepancy between plumber and mover is very different. But I would also say, like, part of that is, you know, if they... So the company that I used before, I don't remember their name, so I won't name them, but they were three months late delivering my stuff. So I didn't tip them when they got here because I was like, you guys really screwed up. So that's when I, I didn't tip them. But if they get there on the time that they say or if they unload really quickly or if they do something extra like they move my bedroom furniture up to my bedroom and like set it up or like put the legs back on that's when i would be like oh like thanks for the exceptionally good service it's more than i expected so i should give you an thank you an appreciation tip so who's considered movers like when i bought my bed from the brick they brought it down like in the base when i lived like in the condo i had a basement like bedroom in the basement they brought it all the way down to the basement for me and it was a heavy ass bed and they put it on my frame for me. I never tipped them, nor did I give them any money. I paid for the delivery. So I was just like, thanks, and then they left. Was I supposed to tip them? Uh, I, I would have. I would have. I would have. <clears throat> and you know what? I was just thinking, though, like the exceptional uh, thing that you mentioned there, like the, the exceptional service. If a plumber came over to my house at 1 o'clock in the morning and, like, whatever they needed to do didn't cost parts, and the guy's like, hey, don't worry about it. Like just quick job. I would like give him 50 bucks 
Like, I, I, I know yeah. that's huge, but, like, you're doing me a big favor right now. I'm not getting hit with labor and parts. Like, bam, I'd help you out. I mean, those are such exceptional circumstances. I think, like, if you just talk about, like, general things, like, you said, Tim, like, you know, you're tipping, uh, let's say, a mover. You're tipping them because you don't want them to break your stuff or whatever. <clears throat> well, you tip them afterwards. You don't pre-tip anybody. So the expectation is always there for them to not break your shit. You know what I mean? So I think the tipping portion of, of uh, it really depends on the profession. Um, that's just how I view it. There's actually a really good article on like how to tip and who to tip and, and what to tip for like different professions. Have you guys so ever weird. tipped for a really bad haircut? I'd always tip for haircuts no matter what. I usually tip, but if it's bad, I mean, I don't think I've ever had like a really bad one, but if it was bad, I'd be like, thanks. I've I tipped on bad haircuts. I like don't understand how to tip for things that are over like 50 or $60. Like I know you tip 20 or whatever, 15%, but I can't do math. And sometimes the option, there's no option for a percentage and it's only for dollar amount. And so I'm sure I've over tipped because I, I'll tip like 30 or 40 bucks. I was like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> And, and that's what I that's why I, I asked that moving company because I wanted I'm first of all I wanted to have the right amount of cash with me but it is one of those panic things where I'm like oh god they're gonna give me the invoice and if I have to pay through a card versus having cash I'm gonna have to figure that out and it's kind of stressful and then you end up over tipping or under tipping or so for those types of professions always give cash because for movers and stuff if you put it gets claimed that they don't really get it all and it's not really beneficial to them it goes to the company blah 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 for <clears throat> restaurants it's a little different because when you tip the the house we called it the house when i worked at the restaurant the house takes the money kind of like a poker game or whatever like mm -hmm. you know and then they split it up and they give it back to you so they take it off like they, they just count all your visa slips and have all your tips and then they you know do your cash out and they say hey well here's your tips or whatever or vice versa the server does it says here's my thing i balance because you know i had a hundred dollars in tips on visa here it is but when you tip on a visa or a mastercard it's, it's actually claimable so on a, in a restaurant side if anything that's that's um well technically anything even that's cash but claimable but it's trackable if it's not cash so um, we used to give out uh, the waitresses and the waiters and the servers and the services um, a sheet at the end of the year that shows them how much tips they made. Uh, and they had to use that calculation when they're doing their taxes. So it's, it's hard. It's, it's such a big thing to understand. So I encourage people not to be shy to not tip and like feel obligated because it's okay to not know like in certain professions. But when you're in a restaurant, you should always tip. But you, also... you should always tip. You have the experience of working in a restaurant, and so because I've been with you at restaurants, and you'll tip a lot. Like you'll tip more than the fifteen twenty percent. Is that because you've been a server before, and so you know how shitty it is? Yeah, like I mean, my experience is I once got. I'll tell you guys a story of my worst tip ever. Can I tell you that story? Yeah. So I got a. I got. I was serving this um, couple, and um, it was like late, and they were like my last table or my second last table, whatever. And. Um, and I was doing a good job, I thought, you know, making sure they're happy, whatever. And this, I think this, um, the guy's, you know, girlfriend, or whatever, wife, whatever it is, she asked me for something. I was like, oh, no problem, hon. I'll be right back. So I went and got it and came back and gave her whatever she was, a drink, I think, or something. 
And the guy gave me this weird look, and I was like, whatever. I didn't say anything. I think it was a bottle of wine they ordered or something. Anyways, um, so they had a great dinner. I checked on them. Everything was great. I was like, how's the food? Everything was good. I packed it all up in the bag. Gave them, like, all exceptional service. And then the guy um, writes on the receipt. <clears throat> so he, he I give them the, the – it was old school. So they would, like – I would run their credit card, and they have to, like, put the tip in manually and sign it. So he writes on the receipt, don't ever call – my girlfriend hun and gives me uh, and it was like 70 dollars 70 bill 60 dollar bill and gives me one penny wow wow 0.01 so i was so angry because i was like really like i always give good service like I'm, that's just what i'm known for i like, fucking gave exceptional service i was so angry i took a penny this is back when we had pennies and i chased him in the parking lot i'm like excuse me and he says what and i was like why would you do that? Like, why would you write this? Like, how can I, how can I possibly have offended you? And he's like, you can't be calling people's girlfriends, hon. That's unprofessional. You're trying to hit on or whatever. I'm like, what? So I grabbed, I went to my little pouch, grabbed a penny and I threw it at him. <laughs> <laughs> I told him to go F himself and never come back in the restaurant. But were you also part owner at the time? Cause I don't think that's something every server could do. Really? When I told my boss what I did, I was like, just FYI. You know what he said? Good for you. We don't need people like that. So. Well, that's good. I but don't think everybody insecure. would have that same type of um, support from their leader. So that's kind of nice that you're able to kind of fend for yourself. What are you talking about? I was just being nicer. <laughs> flipping it over. like So I read an article recently about how there are servers who clear like a hundred K a year and like teachers end up just becoming full-time servers because in tipping, they actually make a lot of money. Yeah. This is going to be a, a polarizing comment and I'm just shooting it out there for the sake of the conversation. I'm not saying I necessarily agree with it, but serving isn't a profession where you have like a really niche skill set or specialized. I mean, there's the customer service piece, but for $100,000 a year, is the requirements of the job, like, is it worth it? Because you've got people, like, in really hard professions where they've got stress and they're more responsible for, you know, people's livelihoods. A nurse, for example, doesn't make $100,000 in Canada a year unless they're doing, like, overtime or whatever. But their job, I would argue, benefits society a lot more than a server. So how are they making more money? I think about the hours that they put in and the hours that they have to put in. And to this day, Zach and I still talk about the time we went to Red Rock Canyon and we had a waitress there and she saw that we were a bunch of kids. Like looking back, we were probably like 17, 18 and like still shy around girls. And she comes up to the table. She's talking to us. She's yeah, had some kind of joke about a dolphin. Like, Humans and dolphins are the only mammals that like to have sex or something. And then she goes, Rrr. for pleasure, <laughs> for pleasure, for pleasure. And then she imitated a dolphin having sex at our table. And I will say, I don't think I've ever tipped somebody so good in my life because that she like lent to the whole experience. Yes. But is that as having a skill or is that just being sociable? Like I can do that at work. You know what I mean? But I'm not getting paid a hundred thousand dollars a year. Yeah. And it's not like the employer is paying that 100000 Like if restaurants were suddenly like, hey, you know what? These are really valuable jobs. Every server gets hundred k as their salary. Fine. But it sort of falls onto our culture 
as Canadians in tipping that we have to supplement the income for employers to keep costs of food low, even though they keep going up anyway. So do they deserve it? From uh, like from taxpayers who are just trying to go out and have a dinner. It's not like it's an all-night event. You're not going to a hockey game. You're not really looking for a whole night of experience from your server. So do they deserve a hundred k a year? So let me let me. I have so much to talk about here because there was a lot there. Okay, first of all, the article you read is completely false. Okay, it's probably the the most false article I've ever heard. Okay, nope, I have it up here now. Okay, Fake okay. news. Let me, so National uh, Post. Yeah, okay. Let me tell you what. <clears throat> First of all, National Post. I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. <clears throat> Before First you get all, going, very- I look like one of the guys that would have showed up at the uh, fucking White House raid. What is that all called? Uh, the shaman. I'm looking for <laughs> Nancy Pelosi's office and I'm going to take a dump on her desk. I swear to God. <laughs> No, you look like that guy who um, interviews Trump supporters on TikTok, and the people are always like, well, you know, um, like, he was like, well, tr- well, with Trump in charge, we won't have school shootings. The guy's like, well, we had five of them with Trump in charge, and they're like, yeah, but that was a mistake. <laughs> you, look like you, you, you look like you own six cars, but not a house. <laughs> and one of them's a white van. <laughs> the black van. Black man. The old James. Sorry, okay, let me get back. Let me let me let me unpack what Zach said. First of all, I'm telling you right now, from my experience, and I worked in the restaurant business, I still do work in the food business, that that is not true. You can poll maybe 10%, Zach, and I'm even that's fucking a lot of, of servers make that money. Maybe. And that was pre 29. That was pre COVID. Let me explain why. So pre COVID, that was probably happening. Uh, a little bit more than it is now. Now there's a trend, and and I'm telling you this because of the huge employment issues that, that restaurants are having. I, I talk to restaurant owners. Literally, it's my job. I talk to restaurant owners 24 um, seven, and they can't get teachers to come back and serve anymore. They Why? Can't be- because remote the remote environment has changed people's brains. They just don't wanna. Like living at home and being at home, they just don't want to get back to work. It's just not a thing. And this is what you did, though. You just you came in and you said, "Well, the article's all fake." So you tried to invalidate the argument that way. But I would argue that your argument is fake because I talk to people all the time, and they don't necessarily want remote work. They just want a work-life balance and they want fair wages. And I think the reason why we had the Great Resignation is because server wages are kind of a joke compared to other office jobs you can get. Where now you can work for home and like, especially in Ottawa, where they want those remote government jobs with that sick pension, you're just never going to get that as a nurse or a, a server. Sorry, we'll get as a nurse. <laughs> um, okay, let me let me let me go back here a little bit. The article stating that servers make a hundred grand a year. That not well, all servers, but they they literally have two interviews of people that they after tax equivalent of a hundred k a year. Okay. Um, I'll tell you out of the uh, multiple restaurants that I've worked in and served, there's probably out of the 150 people, um, that we've employed over those years, I worked with those restaurants, specifically those, the, 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 the east sides, there was probably maybe one or two people that made that money. Okay. Mm -hmm. And they were bartenders. Okay. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. 
I was one of them. Yes. Okay. Hold on a second. <laughs> but I worked my ass off. I worked 24 seven. Big difference. And so, no credit card yeah, schemes involved. One. Exactly. <laughs> um, the second thing is, um, yes, teachers did. Uh, I had, I had a lot of teachers that worked for me a hundred percent. A lot of them worked for me. Um, a lot of them worked for me because they needed to supplement their income because they were getting paid like shit. Okay. The, the, the fact that people think that teachers are, that they're making more money serving than they were teaching is, is false. They needed to make that money to supplement their bad. Hold on a second. The supplement. You told me that. <laughs> hold on. Um, yes, but in spurts, Zach, it's different, right? As a servant, you can't say, oh, I made more money. It's, it's such a bad way to think like, well, I made $100 tonight working three hours. It's great. Yeah, but it's Friday night. Like, how many Friday nights are there a week? Like, you're not going to work. Like, come work on Monday night at a restaurant. You may walk out with $30 in tips because it's dead. Like, it's completely false to assume that you make money because you made money one day a week where it's way more. And plus, you get benefits. You get all that stuff with being a teacher. It's just, it's, it's, you're looking at, people are just looking at it as such a linear view. It's, to cut it's, to the, the, the chuff of it all is what you're saying is it's a very specific kind of person that can make that kind of money. A hundred percent. So you are, you are the skilled trades person in the right place at the right time to achieve that because you have the personality or you could turn it on. Cause if I could make a hundred thousand dollars and be that kind of happy, smiley guy, I would, it would come off false on me. I I would not be able to do that. So, so that, that's one of them. The second thing is it's extremely hard being a waitress or a waiter or a server. Or a serviette. Just because you need, you need some extreme multitasking skills because you have multiple tables, multiple orders. You get groups of 20, you get groups of 40, you get groups of 50. You're dealing with kids screaming at you. You're dealing – that itself is a skill, man. I, people think that's not – I did it for years and I'd be like – I'm not I saying it's not. I'm just saying you're literally describing so many jobs where you have to multitask. And I would also argue that you're speaking a lot about like franchised servers or like, you know, you said E-sides. I don't know if you want to keep that in, but like <laughs> those sort of tier one or tier two serving places. But what if it's a very luxury to do place where like people are just tipping a lot more money? So we're paying for that entertainment or the experience and such. But it's not a skill set that's so unique that it's warranting taxpayers to supplement. Like, what would a server make if there were no tips on server wage in Ontario? I just had the thought that I am 100% in Zach's corner now is that with the inflation, with the, the rising food costs, why is that being passed on to us? If I'm hearing you correctly, is that like, I still don't mind tipping. But to supplement somebody else's income because a franchisee wants to keep the profits in their pockets isn't my fucking problem. And if your profit margins are so low or close to the line because a franchise is hard to operate, also not my fucking problem. Like there's a bigger issue with the way that the system is run. Then why is that coming out of my my pocket? So when, when... when you think about it that way, though, you're you're forgetting that it's not just food costs; it's labor costs. To to find a, a cook right now in Ontario, like a good cook, like just a restaurant cook, you're paying twenty five dollars an hour. Where three years ago, you're paying sixteen, seventeen dollars an hour. So when you look at your the cost of your bill, right? Don't worry about the tip. Just the cost of the actual item on a menu it has nothing to do with the tip. It has to do with labor costs and food costs. Labor costs, which is extravagant, they just increased. The labor, co- the the uh, minimum wage during the pandemic, 
<laughs> because it was well, a that was a bad idea. Yeah, but that's yeah. also but that's also not a unique thing to the service industry. Like again, the pay bands that I used to operate pre-pandemic. Now, if I offered that to a clinician or something, they would laugh in my face and run away because their pay bands have also gone up. I would say that you know their labor has gone up. Our taxes. Should they go up because of the healthcare labor is suddenly now more expensive? Like it, the tipping piece, just I, I get tipping and I, I like it actually. I, I know compared to other countries, you know, they don't tip or they, they don't tip as much. And I'm okay with, I, I'm okay with the way we tip. I just think the expectation, otherwise it's rude when it's not really our fault. They're making terrible wages. Like it just seems broken to me. And the argument of if you can't afford to tip, stay home. It doesn't really yeah, fix cool. the problem. It's just yeah. a dumb argument. Yeah, it is a dumb I, argument. Samaya, what were you thinking? So I agree with Zach in the sense where, like, I don't think it's it's not necessarily our problem to fix. And I think that's it's more of a like a bigger corporate issue. But then when you mentioned like tipping, you know, different countries, like a server in France, tipping isn't isn't a thing there. Like they don't tip in Europe, but they get paid the same amount as we get paid here, and it's if their inflation if not more than what we pay here like they get paid fourteen hundred dollars a month they get paid maybe thirteen twelve dollars an hour for their um to be a server there and so it's just it's funny to see the contrast whereas here we're expected to tip at someone who makes the same exact as someone who is a server in europe but over there it's like frowned upon like you tip and they're, they look at you like i've tried to tip before when i was over there and they look at you like what are you i don't want this money what are you doing yeah yeah. First of all, the, the, the minimum wage in, in those countries is completely different than here. It is, no, it is completely different. I'm not saying it yeah. isn't, but how much does a server get paid here? What's the minimum wage? So during the pandemic, I went to London and I we went to the during same During the pandemic? Bar. Hmm. Part of the problem. <laughs> when travel was allowed, we put on our masks and got on the airplane and Red fucked right baseball off. Red baseball caps. But but we went to the um, okay. You've got a mustache. Let's chill. <laughs> we, we went to the, we went to the to the same pub every evening, and like we got really close with the the servers and stuff there. So by the end of it, I remember the servers were like doing a fake interview because they're like, "Oh, we, we want to hire this Canadian." They got paid. Uh, it was eleven pounds an hour, which is more money than us, but really, it's it's pretty equivalent to what their costs are. The only difference is that their employer um, gave them free rent for the flats that are attached to that pub. And that seemed very common there. So they're making equivalent, but then they're not necessarily paying rent. And I would argue London is probably one of the most expensive places in the world to live. So the fact that, you know, it's still not much different, just that that rent piece. Right. So I don't know. Do we give servers just free room and board? <laughs> one thing that like the, the core of the issue for me that's really getting to me is seeing on the news Loblaws uh, the CEO gave himself like a four million dollar raise this year so yeah, I saw that. and like you like motherfuckers I am for capitalism I like capitalism but like it's not without its fault it isn't shouldn't be dogma. It should be open to change. And the idea that you have to ever increase profits while reducing costs, well, might might have been a good model in the beginning. Doesn't necessarily work now. But like, you can't raise costs this much and pass it all on to the people 
and then plead ignorance like a motherfucker and like give yourself a huge ass raise like how dare you and i don't know what like what is the restaurant industry look like right now are they seeing record profits as people start to come back have people moved away from going out to eat because like it's scary to go out to eat now i can't afford it like i i go out once once a month if that and I, that's well, a I think, single you know, the, the big thing about your Loblaws point, and this is something that really irritates me, is that Loblaws, he just gave himself a four million dollar whatever. But in the same breath, during the pandemic, the government, which means taxpayers, paid for that temporary wage enhancement of four dollars an hour. So how can you morally take that bonus knowing that we've been paying your employees for the last two and a half years? Yeah. yeah. Like that's and the thing that pisses me. Nothing. Zip, which is crazy. Absolutely. Yeah. I've got a question and I want this directed to the men in the room and then to the women. Um I am how many women have in the room? Shut up, woman. I identify as a cat. I'm my pronouns are yeehaw. <laughs> I'm curious to the guys and what your experiences are. Do you tip a bartender? Like if you go to a club, uh, out for drinks, do you tip? Always. Always? Always, yeah. On every drink, even if it's a cash bar and you can't do a tab, like you tip probably a dollar or two bucks a drink, which seemed common. Even with the tax now. Yeah. I think bartenders make most of their money through tips, like Mo was saying too. Like a lot of their money is made through that, um, and that comes into the whole "if you can't afford it, don't go out" thing. Like I don't go out to bars very often because it's very expensive per drink. Is like two, you know, two dollars here and there. Yeah, yeah. it used to be cheaper when it used to be like four dollars a drink, and they usually give them a five. It yeah, a lot, yeah. But now it was a like lot easier. Right? I just give them a five, give them a five, give them a five. Now it's like six seventy-five. You're like, fuck, what, do I give them the ten? Like, what do I do here? Like, can I have a dollar back? Like, you know, to you get that feeling, which is not bad. It's not wrong to get that. Like, it's not don't wrong. feel obligated. But to, like, also in the midst of like a really busy bar setting, if you give them a ten, you're like, can I have a dollar back? Like, you, you're like, you seem like kind of like that asshole. You know what I mean? But in your mind, you're like, I'm gonna get another drink, and I'm gonna give you back this dollar. But if I give it to you now, I have I won't be able to give you something, you know, in 20 minutes from now. What I do is, because uh, I, I always find it hard to get attention at the bar, is I'll start off with like a $10 tip or a $20 tip if I intend to be there all night. And like make sure that I fucking contact, that they see it and I'm giving them a 20. And then that cuts down the wait times so much. It doesn't always work. Which is like absolutely infuriating. Like we had a fucking agreement on what happened here, and you motherfucker. That could be because of your mustache, though. Yeah, but we also do that when we go to like you know Cuba and stuff. Like we start off with like here's ten pesos, and that that and like don't don't give them ten pesos. Jesus Christ! Like it's like thirty cents. What are you talking about? (laughs) You mean ten dollars? we give them i think last time we gave them each like 10 or 15 pesos each and then the guy just kept coming back over to us like we don't even have to call him there's a thought though like so when you go to a resort and when you go away like to an all-inclusive you tend to tip for the housekeeper and the whoever right really um but if i I've been traveling for work a lot recently, so I've been in a lot of hotels, and I'm like, I haven't tipped the housekeeper in Toronto or Vancouver. 
but it's funny how in Cuba or Mexico you kind of panic and you're like, oh god, I got to tip them a dollar at least a dollar or two. But that's the thing. I think that's the difference, right? In the, where you are in the region. Like I would never. I mean, I don't know if you guys do, but I would never even think to tip a housekeeper in, or you know, a you know maid or whatever in Toronto. If I get I like fucking it's... real drunk and I leave the room pretty messy, I'll leave like a tenner. Yeah, like if you trash the room, sure, but like that's not usually my case where I trash the room. <laughs> but then, yeah, but then I forget how innocent you are. Cultures. So you trash the room, you leave a good tip, and then they still bill you for the extra cleaning services. <laughs> <laughs> Hasn't happened yet. Ten dollars, but it was four hundred dollars to clean the shit off the bed. When we threw it, <laughs> when we off the ceiling, how? <laughs> there was no extra fee when I threw a kegger at the uh, Christmas party this year. But that just made me question now because Zach, when you were in London, you stay at hotels or you stay at hostels? I stayed at hotels and I tipped the um the front desk people because they were super helpful when we were kind of in a pinch um so i kind of rewarded that exceptional service but for the housekeeping i didn't i didn't even think about it because it was so much like canada there i didn't feel like i was in a different country until week two when i was like oh like is this something i should be doing but sometimes and this is going to sound kind of cheap of me I'll just keep the do not disturb thing on the door so that they don't come and then I don't feel so bad if I don't tip them. Yeah, if they're not doing the service, yeah. If I'm going, like, I'm going overseas to Dubai soon, like, am I supposed to tip the people who come clean my room? I don't think so. You're in Dubai. I think think it's... (laughs) Well, it depends. Uh, The other thing is, you have to also, just like when you're over in, like, the Caribbean, people are paid, like, nothing. In Dubai as well, a lot of these service workers are probably, like, brought in from other countries and housed in these like massive facilities like that's how the middle east is right they bring in all these worker or like migrant workers um so you may have i mean i would i'd google it i would yeah a couple bucks here like like here's the thing too about tipping like it's it's appreciative whatever you tip trust me people appreciate i mean that's that's the outlook i did and and any server I'll, i'll be honest with any server i've ever met work with that was a, a dick about it um uh, like if i got like a dollar even on a bill of like 40 bucks from a kid i'm just the high five and be like you don't even have to worry about it. like i wouldn't care because they're kids whatever i just want they want i want them to have a good experience if i got a if i got a penny from an adult with a you know what i mean that story then that, that guy's just being stupid and being rude. just don't give me anything man like don't make it awkward and, and weird i think uh, i think the consensus is that like yeah, we're going to tip at, you know, sit-down restaurants because they're providing a service. But, like, places like Subway, like, you know, we're not tipping. But then when you go to, like, like Shawarma Palace here always has a tip set up, and I always tip them 2 or $3. But it's exactly like Subway, but yep, I feel yep. more obligated to tip because it's not – I don't think it's more of a big, big-ass franchise as Subway is, you know what I mean? Or, like, a little mom-and-pop Shawarma shop, I'm going to tip. I think the, debit, the-, the way that we're – I think that really changed the culture, right? Like the way that we accept money, how we handle money, that has changed it like significantly because now it's cashless. Like now everything's cashless. Like before I used to go to Tim Hortons, I used to pay like it'd be change and you'd give them a dollar, whatever, 845 and you fumble through your, you know, pockets for 845, whatever, 440, whatever it is. And you pay the exact amount. You wouldn't even think about it. When you go to a restaurant, you'd be like, oh, well, I'm expecting to get good service. I'm expecting to get this. And, this guy's going to go out of his way to make sure I'm well taken care of tonight and all that kind of stuff, right? 
um well kind of like what zach said like a lot of the fast food stuff you would think it's more assembly line even though it's not and those people get paid you know they don't get paid well and they you know etc etc they should they should be tit but it's so prevalent everywhere now like everywhere you go like you go fucking best what's next like best buy you're like you know you know, i buy i buy the battery pack and then you know the option to tip is on like what what do you i went got it from the show i hate as you know tip your recruiter so every time you get a job tip your recruiter really well 10 percent of your salary like do you tip a headhunter i think that's the field point no they charge a crazy fee so a headhunter typically would get like anywhere from 18 to 22 percent of your base rate from the employer so don't tip your i'm just kidding about recruiters don't tip ups um yeah i I, i'm going to acknowledge my earlier thought is possibly sexist i didn't think women had to tip at a bar i thought that was just like a guy thing that you tipped but it makes sense I don't know why I, I just assume that in my head, but I'm going to acknowledge that that thought and try to be a better person. Um, so much. Okay, so we I think we're all agreeing like the, the tipping is getting out of control, but I don't think we've actually given any specific examples. From me, I've seen people being like, well, if you can't afford a 50% tip, like in some articles and stuff, and I know that was closer to COVID where people were taking higher risks, sure. But the idea that I would tip anything more than my 15 to 20 percent, unless it's absolutely exceptional, if it's certain requirements, requirements are met, but even rarely, it's like I, I can't afford that. Like, why would I be boxed out of like going out to a restaurant? And another thing is, I think Samaya first mentioned it, the how do you guys feel about the tip thing being generated on the screen? Especially when that person's like standing right across from you, like, do you want to leave a tip when you're at fucking Domino's? Oh, that makes me mad. There is more pressure. Like, why am I tipping you? You made the pizza, you handed me the pizza. Everything in this exchange has been followed. You've done nothing extra for me. So I have a little quiz for us. So most of the jobs that we've talked about, about tipping, I found out, I found a guide for newcomers to Canada on Canadian tipping culture and like averaging how to tip and how to calculate it. So I want to go through some of the common jobs we spoke today and I want you guys to guess what the instructions are in terms of the tip. Put it on the screen, Jamie. No, no, it's a quiz. I'm not giving you that. the uh, caveat is I will say that this article is from 2023, so this is up-to-date information. Okay. Just so before first... you begin, I just want to give a heads up. We hit 53 minutes, so I'd like to wrap this episode up in the next like 10 to 15, just to keep it nice and tight. Perfect. So for restaurant wait staff, they have it split. So what do you think the average tip is for dine-in? Percentage or dollar? Percentage. 20. 15. 15. 15 to 20%. Less for poor service, more for exceptional. For takeout. Takeout, not delivery. Zero. 5%? I don't know. 10%? Zero. No tips for takeout if you go pick it up. Let's all just consensually not tip for takeout. I feel like everyone needs to get on board with this. I'm on board. 
Unless it's like a really small shawarma shop, please tip. If it's mom and pop, or if they're exceptionally cool, but they have to be way over the fucking top. But if you're at like, I don't know, like Domino's and you're picking it up, like we said, I'm not tipping. Okay, Domino's has a feature that you pull up to the restaurant, they bring the pizza out to you. And I know no. my Domino's pizza guy, and I always tip him because he's fucking hilarious. So I always tip Domino's guy. But that's exceptional service. So that's he's sort also, of the. Is your guy delivering to you? No, no, no. I pick up. It's just down the street. They know me by name. That's. Cool. They sometimes call me like you're not ordering. It's Friday. <laughs> one, time, one time, Domino's sent me and my. Are you okay? Food. Welfare check. <laughs> one time they sent us a Christmas card because we order for them so often. Me and Abdul, and I lived with him. And they're literally like, thanks for being such a loyal customer. And they gave us like a $20 card. That's awesome. We stopped ordering for a while after that. Okay, what do you think about a food delivery person? How much, if any, do you tip in terms of percentage? I would do 15 to 20 as well. 15 to 20 for sure. 10 to 15. This article says 10%. Okay. Oh, I usually tip them like, actually, you know what? Yeah, so I, again, like I said, I don't know how to do math, so I'll always just tip, like, anywhere between 3 to $7. Wow. Obviously not on a bill that's, like, $50, but, like... Okay. <laughs> I uh, read an article where Uber is having issues with recruitment right now, so they have, like, Project Get Them Back or something, but uh, the CEO... <laughs> got a used Tesla and started driving around to see what the issues were with being a driver and why they were losing everybody to Lyft. And he mentioned in that article, uh, tip baiting is a thing. So people put in that they're going to give you a big tip. So you rush there, you pick them as an option. But as soon as you uh, drop them off, they drop the tip in half or more and give you like, oh, yeah. like next to nothing. I forgot yeah, that you can change That's your tip. crazy. Yeah, in Uber Eats, you can edit your tip after. I fact. forgot that. Also, yeah. speaking of Uber Eats, okay, I feel like people are less inclined to use that because you're tipping. You're also paying a service fee and you're paying something else or some other fee on there. Like It's like a $9 in taxes on top of your order price and then you have to tip like $5. Yeah, I'm a member, so I don't pay that shit. I pay $10 a month. So you have a subscription. I do. Yeah. $10 a month. To take like out. That's so crazy to me. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, of oh. taxi drivers or Uber Lyft drivers, what percentage, not food, but just transportation, what percentage do you think you should tip based on the service? I don't know percentages. I just tip $5 on top of however 15 to 20 Whatever $5 is. 10 to 15 so this says 10 to 20, um, but if the driver, driver helps you with your luggage or, you know, acts as a guide, you could consider going to the top end of that. That makes sense. Again, 5 to $10 is my... What do you guys think about coat check? I'm not tipping at coat check. I have to I'm pay for my coat, coat check. check. 5%? Once, like... No, zero. I'm not tipping. Coat check is the only one actually in dollars, which is 1 to 2% Canadian. Per yeah. coat. Per that coat. That makes sense. Like two bucks. Anyway. Here you go. It's usually a two Who, need to pay. Who's bringing like three coats? Can you check all these? <laughs> I <six> uh, <laughs> What do you guys think about service people, stylists, beauticians, and uh, not um, like medical or those type of massages, but like a like a relaxing massage? Happy Is this ending. including hairstyles and nails and stuff? 
Hairstylist, beauticians, and masseuse. So I'm assuming. Like a Robin Tug. 25 to 30. <laughs> yeah, I would do 20 to 30. Well, uh, this it, is actually is 15 to 20 as well. Is wow. it, I, I have like a, like, my barbers, they're just, they're more than just barbers. Like, I go hang out. Sometimes I bring them coffee. We talk for like an hour and a half. <laughs> Not everyone has a relationship kind of with all of their servers. <laughs> but I think most of your circumstances is that you have really great experiences where you go and then you reward the experience. So I think all of yours make sense. Like, I, I think this is like, if you go to first choice or whatever, you know, you just get anybody off the line to come do your hair. Like, that's sort of what you're supposed to do. But if you've got like a, a Tony or a, uh, a Betty to be Mo, under both. think about how much Tony money Betty. you would save in a year if you just became a miserable cunt. You're too nice. You have all these great <laughs> relationships. People have expectations of you. You just need to be more of a fucking asshole because, like, uh, you're just having too good of a time. It's costing you money now. Okay. Yeah, like, even the two, the hour and a half, two hours for me, I have this thing. Like, if you're going to go through life being a miserable cunt, excuse the language, Two hours to cut what's left of your hair? Yeah, oh, it takes about an hour and a half. Yeah, oh, yeah, because we, we like they give me a shave sometimes. Sometimes we wash my hair, and sometimes they're like, "Hey, you want me to trim your goatee for you?" And they'll just trim it for free. Like it's a whole they thing. They got one hair at a time. Jesus. <laughs> they talk. We have the, they, they talk pull about up. like the the political events and people like waiting in line. They're just all the other barbers got. We just talk. It's a whole thing. <laughs> You're really just trying to not go home, eh? <laughs> I would hate you so much if I was sitting there and like, just fucking get it done. <laughs> How much is it? Okay, so when I get my nails done, for example, it ranges anywhere between like 70 to $80. Let's say $75. When you get fake acrylic nails, it's around, for a new set, it's around 70 to $75. Just grow your fucking nails, man. That's not how it works. Anyway, just listen. So I usually tip around 7 Probably about seven or eight dollars on top of that. What's that percentage? Well, if it's seventy, seven's ten percent. Okay, so I would tip ten percent for that. I think I said so you're, more. Oh, you're under fucking cheap. Shit, it's already seventy dollars. I don't have enough money to pay for the nails to be good. You want to tip <laughs> if you don't have money for the nails to tip, then you shouldn't have yeah, nails yeah. at all. I don't yeah. look. I'm poor. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> not there. <laughs> Those nails be short though. I know. What about strippers? This is service industry. Do you ever tip the strippers? Yeah, but you tip them like so. For dance. For server, first not servers. Sorry, strippers. In the U.S., they get tipped by dollars because they're paper, right? But here, you have to tip them in fives. I've never once tipped a stripper. I'm on a stripper. No. Well, yeah, you did. When you pay them. What do you mean? Wait. So a stripper, you you like ten bucks or twenty bucks a lap dance. That's the money. They don't like. I don't think you're supposed to give more. But what about and not to go into it too much. But what about like my bachelor party where they come to you? Like did you pay? <laughs> isolated. I mean, cottage. I didn't have. To... <laughs> this is this is all just but stories we made up. For for that situation or that kind of situation, as it's sort of a different out-of-the-box service it would is that something that you did tip on yes yeah so okay. here's a question though for you because i think the guy's experience and the girl's experience is very different if you're going to a strip club mm -hmm. and the girls are just dancing around are you giving them money uh, I mean, throw money at them. 
yeah, I, I guess that would be the tip is like throwing the money on stage. I, I will do a stage dive, which only allowed in Ontario, apparently. That's when you put a five in your mouth and then you lay down on the uh, stage and they'll pick it up. Not always with their hands. I've never knew that. I've never done that. That's that. Dude. It's so mind-blowing because there's no other bars in town. I'm so sorry to cut you off, Samaya. I will get through this absolutely quickly. Is that I'm going to let you finish. At, there's no other bars in town. So, like, all the girls that are, like, college age have nowhere to go to party. So the, the go-go in town is half men and women, and it's all, like, younger people. And even with, the, like, without the mustache... I was so wildly out of place in there when I went in on a Friday night because I'm 10 years older than the next youngest person in there, like the next oldest person. And like these girls, 20, 30 of them just getting up stage diving. This strippers made bank on people diving onto the stage and like making out with strippers. It was crazy. I'm going to start stripping. Right. Strippers make a lot of money depending on where they work. A lot, like I don't know if you ever seen those TikToks, but my God, they're coming home with like literally stacks like this. Especially if you're willing well, to do we extras. Go to the gym, we should our side hustle. We could be like Chippendales or something for. Yeah, I'm I'm down. And sell your socks. Make that money. Yeah, you can do that. A lot of people. I'm looking into it. I'm telling you, they make a lot of money. I heard Feetfinder.com. Like, no, you can like model your um, your hands or your feet on these like websites i was thinking of doing my hands i have exceptionally good hands you do have nice hands but you mm. can't the feet finder doesn't work my friend and i seriously considered it one time we're like let's just look you know just to see let's dabble so we downloaded the app and then it was such a scam we're like oh this is stupid. yeah there's no hand finder one of my friends at work <laughs> gave me a bunch of websites to check but like you can uh, sell your garbage we'll put those in the comments <laughs> link below <laughs> there's some where you can just be someone's like uh like boyfriend or girlfriend and like all you have to do is acknowledge them from time to time there's and be a like, lot hey, like that's quinn there's, there's some where you just have to text people. someone and they'll transfer you like 200 bucks for the week or whatever it is or 300 bucks and all you have to do is just like text them five times like you make an obligation do you think oh people God, can have like, an online harem do you think people <laughs> like tip their only fans people like, are there extras yeah. involved in that? I'm, sh- I'm sure. Oh wait, do you mean people who watch OnlyFans or the people who are in the OnlyFans? People that watch OnlyFans. Do tip sure. the creators? Oh, okay, yeah, probably sure. creators. Because you can do that on TikTok and like Instagram or whatever too, right? Is yeah. It, isn't one of the Kardashians' daughters was dating a guy, a rapper, who's now dating Avril Lavigne, who has the highest. Um, OnlyFans account, like in terms of income, what's his name? Travis Barker. He doesn't have an. Does he have an OnlyFans? No, not Travis Barker. The the one of the girls there. Um, Chloe. Chloe. Her ex boyfriend is now dating Avril Lavigne. Is it not? Tra- is she not? Is it not Travis Barker that she's dating? No, 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 no. Avril Lavigne's dating the guy now. No, I know. Is it not? Travis Avril Barker? Lavigne is dead. It's her body double that would be dating. A whole other podcast. Tim. Avril Lavigne is dating Tyga. Tyga. Tyga is the highest earning. I guess he's really well endowed and he makes the most money on um, Only Girls or whatever that place is called. I follow this girl on TikTok. Like you don't know. This, yeah. this girl on TikTok, 
she like get, got big on TikTok just like making random videos and then made an OnlyFans later on and she was talking about how much she makes. She makes over like a hundred thousand like a month. I got big um, off to TikTok. Not even on TikTok. I think that oh, oh camera up, pal. Camera up. <laughs> I think that that's gotta change you or your perspective on the world. I like I just I'm uncomfortable with it for me, but no judgments on anyone else. But that I'm being said, and 99% of my time is thinking how I can make an OnlyFans account without actually being the one on OnlyFans, but getting that income. You mean you want to be a pimp? <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's scary. I've uh, we're on the OnlyFans talk right now, but we can get back to like the tipping. Is I guess this is somewhat associated, like when these girls. A few years back before OnlyFans and they were on Instagram and they would have Amazon wish lists that you would go and buy stuff for them. Like, I always wondered what kind of fucking desperation in these guys' heads or like, what what was the story that they wrote that they were like, I bought this girl her boots. I'm a pretty cool dude. Thank my bio for my Amazon wish list. Um, yeah. <laughs> you can buy it for all our Amazon wishlist. Everyone wants to be a cool. A lot of kitchen gadgets. Like a uh, creator or something like that, I kind of understand. But like, if you you're just watching a girl shake her butt and you're like, I think she needs these boots. I'm gonna buy these. I boots. just bought her a slicer. <laughs> a lot of people, a garlic peeler, have wish lists, and people will go and buy them stuff. Like they'll be like, yeah, I'll buy you this. I'll do this. You know what I mean? In exchange for like a shout out or for them to acknowledge their existence. And I think, like, the one girl who sells her socks, like, these weird men will be like, wear these specific color socks and, in, in, like, in these shoes, and they'll send her shoes, like, in her size, and, like, wear them for nine hours, and then send me the socks. That's so fucking and weird. And they pay, like, four or $500. You should send her to them the socks, but send them my socks after a work day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mo works from home. Mo (laughs) works from home. I came to his house today. He comes downstairs in a full suit, like suit pants. I was like, you work from home. What are you doing? (laughs) I had a big meeting. I had to dress up for it. What do you mean every Monday? God. Zach knows the struggle. So that's been uh, our episode, uh, Just the Tip. And uh, we'll give some closing thoughts or opportunity for it. I just wanted to thank everybody for getting through the episode with us. This was a lot of fun. If uh, you have any uh, comments or ideas feel free to email us at beardandboard at gmail.com but like who are we kidding there's 28 listeners we know all of you we have tracking and we love you all yeah just message me directly and I'll make sure that it ends up in an episode so uh, but we do have listeners from other countries so if your oh, tipping experience is different or if you're interested like let us know yeah. absolutely uh Samaya, do you have any closing thoughts? Um, yeah, I think uh, we should continue to tip servers, stop tipping Subway, tip mom and pop shops, and tune in next week when we throw a frog at Attic. Oh, yes. Mo? Um, I, I wanted to read this quote from um, famous chef, I, I, but for some reason I'm like stupid I don't remember his name even though I literally watch his show on CNN anyways Gordon Ramsay no uh, he died he died recently uh, a couple years ago Anthony Bourdain Anthony Bourdain okay I'm, 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 yeah. I'm, let me just let me pull it up and and um, while you do that can we go to Zach if he had any closing thoughts 
Yeah, we'll just edit all that nonsense out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> closing thoughts is, um, you know, talking about the 100K server and how it's not really a responsibility, but now hearing about the 100K OnlyFans, I just think the whole entertainment and hospitality thing needs to be blown up because if I'm going to give somebody $100,000 a year, I, I feel like it should be somebody who at least goes out of their house and does something for a society. I also want to apologize to servers because if I came off as derogatory, I didn't mean to. I'm sure it sounded that way because I think it was, but uh, sorry. Zach? I also think that if you're paying $100,000 for someone, it should be for a doctor or like a nurse or a doctor or whatever, someone who's going to save my life, not someone who's shaking their butt on OnlyFans. I tip my urologist because I cannot pulverize my own kidney stones. (laughs) I mean, but if you're doing more power to you, if you need someone to manage your finances for half your income, you let me know. Um, Zach, you mentioned like nurses and stuff like that. Does it upset you or make you feel like your wage is a little less important if a waiter or waitress is making more than you? I don't think it's that. I think it's, and maybe it's because I'm sensitive as a recruiter, but understanding the job descriptions and the specs, I just think it's disproportionate to what we're asking them to bring to the table. And then it kind of devaluates other professions because if you can work, I mean, and this is kind of getting into the whole socialism, communism kind of versus capitalism debate. But if you have to go to school for four years to get your RN designation, you've got all this debt, you've got to pull 12-hour overnight shifts at a hospital, or you could work at a bar and, like, it's a fun time. You're not dealing with people's deaths or, like, yeah, there's kids crying or whatever. But on a Friday night, if you're making more bank as a nurse, I don't think it – I think it undervalues the work that they do. So, like, one person has to deal with death or, like, a dying child that has cancer and cleaning somebody up, like, on the worst day of their life. And the other person has to remember three things and then tell you that the plate might be hot. I could see that. I could. I, I see exactly your point. Like, one is kind of like, Mo? Mo? Every thirder gets one penny. <laughs> <laughs> and we're not saying we're not going to tip the servers. We're going to tip you. It's just We just shouldn't have broken. to. I just shouldn't have to. No, the system's broken, I feel like, is what we're all agreeing. Um, I don't necessarily agree with Zach or Tim uh, on that, but I will say it's a lot more complicated than this we can pack in this one hour. Um, and as Anthony Bourdain once famously said, go out, eat an oyster, have a Negroni, have to be open to the world where you may not understand or agree with the person next to you, but have a drink with them anyways. I like that quote. That's beautiful. And I love how it totally relates to the theme of the episode. Yeah, good job. <laughs> you know what? Everybody, try to get out there a little bit more. I, I like that. I, I've found such a difference in my life going out for a drink with friends or sitting down and breaking bread. Only like. <sighs> you know what? The tip, don't leave. <laughs> Guys, that's why I'm moving across the country because I miss going out. <laughs> I want to eat that oyster. Yeah. All right. That's been Bearded and Bored. Uh, any other mustache uh, commentary before we get out of the episode? 
You look like you grossly overtip underage servers. <laughs> <laughs> you look like you frequent a club where everyone's 20 and you're the only 35-year-old there. I... You look like you have a lot of cats. <laughs> Ow. You look like the overnight cleaner at a strip club, but who shows up at 10, 10 p.m.? <laughs> I feel like I look like a guy that has a lot of strong opinions on wrestling and probably miss recordings with his friends to watch it. You you look like you've done the stone cold two beer slam on the head and dunk them over your face. <laughs> I look like I have a favorite NASCAR driver. You probably do. <laughs> You look like you own your own pool pool cue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you look like you like Cheeto dust off your fingers, and then sometimes it gets in your mustache and you lick it. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> that's the one. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. All right, I'm going to stop. <laughs>